Welcome. This is the People's Patriot Project. We call this We Got Your Six at Six Patriot Playtime. It is Sunday night, May 22nd, 2022. I am Andrea Eichmann, and I will be joined by Mark, Jess, Nick, Sugar Rose, and Jeff. We have a great show ready for you tonight. We, um, Nick is with um, Warriors, Next, Warriors Next Adventure. Gosh, stumble over my words. Um, and Jeff is here, or will be here with... Um, Oh my gosh, Peter's a neighbor of honor. That's what it is. So we're going to have a great discussion tonight. We have a little bit of music lined up. Sugar Rose is going to share some things with us. But before we get started, I ask that you take off your hat, stand if you can, and join us for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. My gosh, welcome to the show tonight. This is going to be awesome. This well, is going to be awesome. Real quick, uh, welcome from the great state of Wyoming, Thermopolis. I'm sitting in the, the one-eyed buffalo. I uh, had a chance to come out and spend some time with family and uh, go through graduation today. Um, like to do a real quick shout out to Officer Caddy, who or Katie, Officer Katie, uh, met him this morning, and uh, probably because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing, and uh, had a great conversation on the side of the road, and just wanted to do a quick shout out. Uh, saw him at the graduation later, so it was a big <laughs> conversation, and uh, and I love coming out to Wyoming. Uh, the air is different in Wyoming. It's uh, we're up at about 6,000 feet right here where we're at. I love the air. So. I've heard you say that before. I don't know it, but I would love to find out. I've I've been in Montana. Is it the same in Montana? It's really close to being the same. Is it? Yeah. There, there's a little, I'm going to be honest with you, Thermopolis has a little different scent in the air because it is also the home one of the largest uh, thermal genetic uh, geographical areas right up the road is a bunch of uh, um, where uh, geysers and hot water uh, comes right from the earth and so there's a real sulfuric smell in parts of thermopolis it's i didn't know that i should do a shout out i got friends in thermopolis uh the ryan trucking company uh, Susan, if you're out there, and Adam and Carrie. Um, we might have a special guest tonight. Um, we have the chief of police from Thermopolis, Wyoming, who might be coming on if he shows up. Uh, but Mr. Pat Cornwell, who regularly watches the show and gives a little bit of uh, feedback and his perspective from the the law enforcement world. So, we 100% uh, need him live. That would be awesome. That would be really cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, we got uh, our friend from down in Puerto Rico, Mr. Ledford is chiming in, and Jeremy Sensi, one of the storm writers, and we got a Facebook user that's out there, and uh, if you can give us a hint, we'll give you the shout out too, but... Uh, I know, is it Jeremy? Because usually his name shows up. Well, Jeremy's here too, so oh, I've got both of them, oh. yep. It's great having Sugar Rose here. She's uh, made a commitment to to pop in, and I we hope it's all the time. But uh, we had her on the show a couple of weeks ago and uh, got to play her songs. And because she's here tonight, maybe we can roll one of her good ones tonight as well. And then uh, we got Jess Sams in the house, vice president of uh, uh, the People's Patriot Project, and Mr. Nick Ron. Good to have you here, brother. How's it going? Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. I, I have to say, you know, we work really hard to make sure we put out a... Yeah, I, I spent a lot of money on my equipment. I got a SM7B with a uh, Focusrite Scarlett um, 18i8, and it's all connected through USB with an Elgato camera. So, like, I run uh, Veterans Action Report, which is a radio show, but we also do audio, and we get about 15,000 live listeners every episode. And then on top of that, I run Warriors Next Venture podcast. Me and my girlfriend also have a podcast called uh, the Rebel Perspective podcast, so... I uh, podcasting is something I really enjoy and I love good audio, so I spent the money on it. Yeah, it sounds great. Thanks, man. 
It actually is coming in really well over your little restaurant conversation. I love it. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. It sounds like we're all having dinner together. It's kind of cool. Graduation dinner. There's one here in Uncle Boz. Maybe I'll share the story about Uncle Boz at some point, but uh, he, he's busy working instead, and that's okay. I do get to have a. Uh, Pop products. Pop products. <laughs> soda. We call it soda. Dude. Um, <laughs> Andrea, tell us what's in the news. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so let me start with something um, personal about People Patriot Project related. Uh, last night, we got to get these guys on the show. We have, we're, we're booked, so we're going to squeeze them in. Um, I spent time with Bent Bruce Dillery, um, Anthony from Bent Bruce Dillery, and later... Um, Bartley came to join us and then also was, um, oh my gosh, I keep forgetting Marco rum and they have 76 rum. Um, and so it's mango flavor. I don't know what's better. Like mango flavored alcohol is amazing because you can put it in almost anything, but we were invited to come with them to the VFW in Roseville, which you <laughs> twin cities people that are here, it's an amazing VFW. And I'm going to suggest that we have all our get togethers there and play bingo on Thursday nights. That's going to be our monthly meeting from now on. Well, um, and you got some boys pizza there too. Yes. That's they the make it right there. It's amazing. Um, they had pineapple ham last night. Okay. Oh. Now when you sit with brewers and they're eating pizza and Kelly runs the show there and Kelly's watching them and listening and, um, so they're analyzing, you know, how brewers, they got the taste for everything and the smell for everything. And they're like, um, could use a little oregano. Nope. There's plenty of oregano. And they went on and on. So they decided three things. It needs basil, um, more garlic and I don't know, something rosemary or thyme, thyme. Maybe it was that. So, and she was, she was eating up their ideas and she ran right back to the kitchen with their list of things to, to, so they're like, don't get it spicy. Cause it's Minnesota. And then. Like, I don't know. But anyway, those guys were amazing. Um, so Mackenzie from Marco um, Distillery and Anthony and Bartley from Bent Distillery. We're going to kind of ride their shirt tails a little bit and uh, hang out with them at some other venues. And I'm super excited, super excited for that. So. I do have to stop us for a second because there's a critical statement you made there that we should probably clear clear this up with the panel and anyone that wants to put their two cents worth in. Pineapple on pizza is that a go or no go? No, no go, no go. Jesse's a no go. No, Andrew's a go. Hundred percent. One hundred percent go. One hundred percent go. That's Jeff. Uh, Sugar Rose. I could take it or leave it. I I like pineapple and pizza, so what know. Jeremy said. Canadian no. bacon and pineapple, not yes. <laughs> and Nick, what's your your take on it? Uh, that's a hard pass on pineapple pizza. A hard pass. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, I liked you right up until that point. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. If you get muted halfway through, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Jeremy. He's saying no. Jeremy, We've got we were uh, friends. a Facebook <laughs> user saying nasty. Um, I, I am okay. <laughs> I'm okay with pineapple on pizza. Uh, Derek Ozio, good to see you, brother. Uh, we saw Brian Gibson on here too, as well. Uh, from Project iHeart, good to see you. Now, I do have to ask, I have to ask, because I'm going to indulge all you guys a little bit in a delicacy from from Wyoming. This is not a chicken strip. This, this, this is what's called a, some people call it a swing steak. Some people call this a Rocky Mountain oyster. How many people would eat this item? Isn't a Rocky Mountain oyster like a buffalo testicle? <laughs> yes. It, yes. It, it's both. Not necessarily, oh, not necessarily <laughs> buffalo, but just the cattle in general. And yes, I would definitely eat that. <laughs> Jeff, That's he's going to bring some back for you, I have a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> bring it on, man. Bring it on. It's so funny because my daughter, uh, very 
find very proper. These are her favorite, and that's we had to drive to Thermopolis just to get these today. So <laughs> that's what we're doing. Um, it is what it is. So originally, they come from either bull and or lamb, and they're yeah. so. Sorry to interrupt your news. There were some important things that needed to be discussed. Yeah, bull testicles are right up there. <laughs> Derek Iozio, we too may not be friends for very long if you keep that oh, up. I'm just right. saying. That's right. No pineapple on pizza from Derek my gosh, fine. I'm still gonna come to Texas. It's all good. It's all Bobby good. Withrow. I'm assuming our favorite from Texas. Yes, I, I say that loose lip going because we love everyone in Texas. We don't have your name blocked, brother. That's something that's in the <laughs> setting that you have on your end. I promise you. Bobby Withrow with Texas Fallen is on here as well. Thank you for being here, brother. So, hey, for, for those of you guys who don't know, uh, because we cast on StreamYard all the time, for anybody that's listening in a group, um, you have to give StreamYard access for Facebook to see your name. So that's why that anybody who isn't listening on a group, it'll just pop up as a Facebook user. So you got to actually go in and do that yourself. Kind of annoying, but I get it. No, so help me out, Nick, because a lot of these people show up. Maybe it's just the different places that they're watching from. Yeah, you have to do it for every group you listen to. So, like, if you listen in one group one week, you approve it, you have to do the same thing in the next group. So, every time you listen in a new group, you have to give approval. That must be it. Bobby, stick to the same group every time, dude. It'll be easier. (laughs) (laughs) I love Bobby. I love Bobby. Um, Okay, so let's do the news really quick. There's so much that happens in May, you guys. There's so much. It's the month of the military caregiver. It's National Military Appreciation Month. And by the way, I've watched the twins quite a bit. Uh, my my husband, my son, and grandson went to Kansas City to watch the game today. And my little Leo was there with all his twins gear on. But the twins are still wearing their camouflage. I love it. The catcher. The catcher has the coolest camo gear. So, um, so we honor current and and uh, former members of the U.S. Armed Forces, including those who have died in the pursuit of freedom. May is characterized by six national observances, highlighting the contributions of those who have served. So we also have our first responders in the mix. And so I just am having, I'm struggling. Um, I mean, we live in Minnesota and we've been dealing with so much lately in our uh, our Leos and our first responders mostly and our fire Fighters are always busy in Texas. Firefighters, I'm sorry, there's a lot going down, going on down there too. Um, but I was just looking, you know, I'm always looking to add first responder stories. And so this week, you guys, we had the Buffalo police, um, the police action, and people are questioning, was it done the best way possible? And I've read and read and read so many different articles about it. And honestly, you guys, there were 13 people shot, I believe, and there could be more now. I, I haven't checked in the last few days, but it, it Within 20 minutes of the gunman op- opening fire inside the store, police already had a suspect in custody. And I know 20 minutes is a really, really long time when you're in the heat of the moment. But when I'm at school and we do our like lockdown drills and, and, and we're six blocks from, the, from downtown, and sometimes it takes two and a half, three minutes for responders to get there. So just think about a big city. I'm in a tiny little town. And think of a big city, and I just think 20 minutes to actually have a suspect in custody, not the way a lot of us want it to see played out. Um, So then in Dallas, then we had the hair salon shooting, um, and now federal officials are investigating. It wounded three people at a a salon in Dallas last week, and they're, of course, looking into it as a hate crime because that um, Asian-run businesses have been suffering those. But again, several officers involved in that one. Um, here in, in the cities, Minneapolis is looking at, I just think things are going to work out well in the end. It's been quite a battle. Minneapolis police are looking at, you know, first it was defund the police and then they got banned from certain areas. Um, and now we're still looking at racial issues, but we're looking at improving, improving relations all the way around. And it's sad because they're short police all the time now. Um, So I looked up also a little bit of, it's called Daily Dose, um, Mental Health for First Responders. And it talks about just the things every day they put on their uniforms. And it's first responders. It's fire, police, 
uh, EMT, even our dispatchers every day, every shift, they don't know what might happen in the way of death, tragedy. Who will they come across? I know in small towns, I grew up in small towns. If you're a dispatcher, you never know when that call is going to come in for somebody you know, or even a fam family member. Um, the pandemic has made it even harder. Um, there's this suicide issue. When people die by suicide, they typically don't want to die. And so when you're coming in and you're facing trauma, your fears, you're reliving things that you've lived through, um, we need you to stand up for those people. We need those people to talk about those things. Um, we're here to help. I mean, I don't care. If you want to have a beer, you want to have coffee, you want to just talk on the phone, that's what we're here for. Um, so I'm sorry, that's kind of crappy news. I'm sure there's a lot of good news out there too. Like we got Nick Ron, we got Jeff on the on the show tonight. We got Sugar Rose with us. Um, but please just keep those people in your thoughts and prayers and every day, every day when they head out the door, um, they don't know what's coming their way. So there you go. News is news. Always um, does every year. Kind of an intro with Nick a little bit. Um, I love his I love his numbers, and I hate the fact that we got tough numbers. But the guy's out there, uh, and he's making things happen, and he does get the. And this will be a part of the conversation that he does get the people calling him and asking for the help and doing those things. And so it's amazing. The crazy part about this conversation is he's in Minnesota. We're in Minnesota. We haven't stumbled on to Nick Ron yet. I mean, we have now, but this was a couple months back. And out of nowhere, Andrew Farr, out of Nashville, Tennessee, sends me a podcast that he's on. And so I'm like, what are you doing, Andrew? Okay, so I watch. I watch all the stuff he does because he does Scuttlebutt as well. And they try. They'll be on. Let's do a shout out for Scuttlebutt because they'll be on right after our show at 7 o'clock. So if we go over a little bit, we apologize. Stick with us. It's all good. But we'll get those Scuttlebutt guys there. They're called too. But great show as well. And I'm like, Andrew. You're dropping names everywhere, which is good. That's what he does. He is the godfather. He laughs when I call him godfather. He's like Bobby Withrow of Texas, but he is of Nashville. Plus, he covers it all kinds of places all over the country. And I'm like, Andrew, you didn't even drop our name with uh, with Nick, and we're in his backyard. He goes, oh, Mark, I can't remember everything. And he can't remember everything. He's, uh, love, love Andrew to death, but, uh, yeah, he cannot remember everything. That's true. But uh, so it's awesome to have you on the show tonight, Nick, and I'm Thank glad you. we did. I called him up the second I had the chance. We had a little, uh, I wouldn't call it an interview. It was just kind of getting to know each other moment, and it was uh, – here we are. Every chance I get now, I watch uh, what you're doing. He's an extreme adventurist as well, and that's the part that I really enjoy watching. Um, real quick, Shannon Book, good to see you, brother. Um, you guys will know that he'll be in Minnesota, and I'm going to invite you down to that, Nick. We're uh, doing a okay. uh, Remember Forever ride down in uh, Park Rapids, Okay. and I got the wrong Rapids. Granite Falls. Granite Falls. Granite Falls. Thank you. Uh, down in Granite Falls. I knew I had the wrong one. But uh, Shannon Book is coming up for that with uh, our very own state of Minnesota, JT Thompson and the Gunslingers. And there might be some surprise guests, and that is in August. Uh, Andrew will do a better job. I'm going blind. I don't have notes. Normally I have six screens up where I can look at the notes and stuff. Totally blind tonight. It's, uh, I'm going from the hip. So bear with me when I forget the names and stuff because normally we do a better job of that. We're here now. So we'll, remind, we'll invite you to that. And uh, I think it's really important to get all of our Minnesota people together at some point to at least rub elbows, have some conversations, and see how we can work together. And that's what this is all about. If, and this is probably a commercial for later, but if you're all available this week, Andrew, give me the date, 25th, right? May 25th, Wednesday. May 25th, Wednesday, at Canterbury Downs, they are doing, they're featuring the People's Patriot Project. And it's just to kind of bring some recognition. You get free tickets. Uh, Andrew's got a link for you for those tickets if anyone wants to come. It's the first week of racing. And uh, they're... Um, 
Canterbury Downs and us are, are working together to put together some projects in the near future with doing a, a mental health uh, um, symposium with uh, all the people we get up here to Minnesota. And so we're really excited about that. They wanted to do kind of a, a cold start with this one. And so we're going to be taking the WP3 crew down to Canterbury Downs and, uh, and just enjoying a little bit of us time. So yeah that, that'd be awesome i uh i usually run veterans action report on wednesdays from three to four but usually after that i either go to jujitsu or i hang out at home so i kind of skip both of those jujitsu horse racing i mean i mean hmm. choking people watching races i don't know can you teach me how at the races i would like to learn you will pick a few people <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even say that out loud. <laughs> I bet I had know who she has in mind with that uh, suggestion. No, come on, Peterson. Stay in Wyoming. You'll be safe. <laughs> You'll be safe. And we have Jeff Staves here. And uh, Jeff reached out to us a little one. Don't go away, Nick. We're not rushing you. Oh, you're good. Getting to our next guy. Um, we got. Jeff, who's come on with us with uh, Neighbor of Honor, reached out to him about six months ago and said, hey, let's have some conversation. He's been in our, not in our back pocket, that's not what I want to say, but he's been working some of our asks to extremes. And um, veterans who we've needed to move, veterans that we've needed to help, he's been there and uh, he's helping promote what uh, the People's Patriot Project is trying to get done. How's it going, Jeff? Good, how you doing, man? Very good. Uh, why don't you share a little bit with us what uh, um, Neighbor of Honor is all about? Well, um, so, you know, I, I've always had this this feeling, this need to, to like, serve. And ever since I can remember from a young boy, I, I wanted to join the military. And, and I did join the military um, at the age of 17. Uh, once I got out, you know, I still felt that need. But I didn't really know how I wanted to go about it, um, you know, what I want to do. And I was sitting at home one night and I got a phone call from one, one of my very good friends. Um, his wife called me and, you know, we had served together and uh, she informed me that he, he, you know, he took his life. Um, and I always knew, that, you know, that was like a, a thing, but it had never really, really like sunk into me to that that point and then it, it seemed like in a span of a short period of time i i lost several really good friends um you know to suicide and i was like okay this is what i'm meant to do is to bring awareness to this and help that get out and and to try to help my brothers and sisters to you know get to that point where they don't feel like you know that's their last their last choice and so I started Neighbor of Honor, just more of an awareness thing and try to reach out to other, you know, non to nonprofits and kind of support them somehow. And, you know, it, it, it was, it was, I felt like I was doing a good thing, but I didn't, wasn't really feeling the, the hole that I felt. And I want to do something on a bigger, a bigger platform. And, um, that's how I met Nick. Um, I had reached out to him and seen you know, if we could do some things together and things like that. Um, and then Andrea had approached me, and I think that was that was a blessing in disguise to get on a, you know a bigger platform and and uh, something that made me feel like I could actually you know work with a group that is actually going to make a difference and that I could be a part of. So I, I thank you guys for that, and I'm just excited to, you know, move forward and and see what we can do and get that number to zero. And it's, you know, we're all, as as Sugar Rose says, we're one family. It's one fight. We got one mission, and if we can all, you know, just work together and support each other and and get that mission accomplished, and you know, that's that's why I'm here. That's really amazing because. Me and Andrea both kind of had a little, uh, probably me more than Andrea, because we couldn't figure out how both of you got on our our guest list the same night. Because normally we, we have a musician and we have a boots on the ground organization. 
Yeah, we might have even squabbled about it a little bit. It's your fault, it's your fault, it's your fault. I don't know why, but I do remember now the conversation with Jeff and he said, I want to bring Nick along. And that's, we're here now. I mean, I could sing for you. It's not going to be pretty, but. Speaking <laughs> oh, from we your might, heart. We might, we might take you up on that. Um, we'll see what else we have in the well, first. You I used to get kicked out of karaoke. You got, you got Sugar Rose here, so. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, here's the part that I love the most. You got Jesse, too. Absolutely. You're going to oh, sing, Jesse. You want me to sing? Yikes. I'll skip it. <laughs> so one of the pieces, and this is just a narrative from our back corner, is when we started building the People's Patriot Project, we had a marketing person tell us, why on earth would you get involved in, in an industry that is so saturated? And I'm, I'm looking at our numbers, and I'm hearing the news, and I'm watching what the VAs put out, and I watch what other organizations put out, and I, and I, I go, how on earth can this be saturated when... Everyone likes Susan, and don't like Susan, but everyone uses the, the number 22. Um, our numbers are 17 to 75, and I know that's a huge span, but it's 17 to 75 people a day. Um, that is not a saturated field, in my opinion. I, no one else would have, if, if, if this thing we just dealt with did 22 people every single day, we they they would be a bigger issue than what we're dealing with right now. And, uh, it's got to be stopped. And sadly, Jeff, I, you used some verbiage. We'd like to, to extinguish 22, and I'd love to. I don't think we'll ever get there. I don't think we'll get to the point where it's gone. But you know what? This is what the amazing piece is. There's three organizations on screen right now that chose to make a difference. They didn't sit back, wait, and watch. They decide that they're going to be proactive in an effort and in the mission to go make lives better for other people. And that is what's amazing. And that's what I'm going to celebrate. And that's what I want to celebrate next to each of you as we continue to move forward, send in the message, and find the people that need help. How do you think? Is that good stuff? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's 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 the whole the whole reason why you know I started Warriors Next Adventure is like for for a lot of people that don't know is um, I actually attempted suicide in 2015. Um, I had put a gun up to my head and I pulled the trigger, but the gun didn't go off. So I'm I'm alive in a fluke. I shouldn't be here. Um, and it took a long time of soul searching and education and training and research to actually figure out what is actually going on inside my head and. That's actually what got me to this point is actually understanding what was going on inside of me to figure out why am I suicidal? Why do I hate my life? Why is everything so difficult after getting out of the military? And I had realized it was it was three certain things that I was desperately missing and I, I really missed and I really needed was uh, camaraderie, sense of purpose and adventure. And so it was shortly after that. Um, in 2017, I was actually a 911 dispatcher for the Minnesota State Patrol for eight years. Um, so I've been in law enforcement for about 16 years and uh, to include the military. And, uh, you know, so 16 years of dealing with military and then for eight years being a crisis intervention specialist with the Minnesota State Patrol, um, I was really good at crisis intervention. And so 2017 was actually when I realized what my purpose in life was. I had a suicide call on uh, 911 line and I picked it up and in the state patrol, we have access to the traffic cameras. Her GPS showed up next to a camera and I pulled her up and uh, there she was standing on a bridge. And so while I was on the phone with her, I was actually watching her and uh, about 15 minutes into our conversation, it looked like she was taking a step forward, like she was going to jump. And I said, wait, and I was like, before you go, let me tell you something I've never told anybody. Now, this had been two years since my suicide attempt. I'd never told anybody. And so I had buried that and held that inside for two years. And knowing that I had actually sunk down to that level. So my true healing actually began after this moment. Um, I told her, I was like, you know, I, 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 des I just want to tell you two years ago, I attempted suicide and the gun didn't go off. I've been desperately searching for years to figure out why am I still here? And I think this might be it maybe I'm here to try to help you and to help veterans just, you know, get to that next step in life. So we talked for another 15 minutes and she ended up getting down. And the second that I saw her hug my troopers, um, I was the guy that laughed at all the nasty stuff uh, and all the terrible things. And cause just because like, we always have kind of a weird sense of humor and that was my way of dealing with it. 
So after this phone call, when she got down off the bridge, I dropped my headset and I started sobbing and uh, I had never gotten emotional at work. And so everyone was kind of freaked out. So I went off for about five, 10 minutes just to take a break, came back in and I went to go answer another phone call and I got pulled in the supervisor's office. My partner had heard me say that I had attempted suicide and she's like, we need to talk. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I guess we got to talk about a few things here. Um, so I ended up telling them. And then uh, shortly after that, I started realizing the more and more I talked about my traumas and I talked about my experiences, the less power that my past had over me. And so with studying neuroscience, epigenetics, um, you know, suicide, depression, um, neurolinguistic programming, there, there's all of these different things that I've studied over the last seven years to actually get to the point to where I'm at now, um, how to speak better, how to help people, essentially how to manipulate people into wanting to be happy. Right. So neurolinguistic programming for the people that don't know what that is, a really good car salesman is going to make you want to buy a car that you didn't even want in the first place. Right. I do the same thing, but it's essentially I'm tricking you into wanting to be happy and wanting to live a better future. And the way that we do that is we help veterans look into their past and actually dig into some of the things that are causing them that trauma, helping them understand what's actually going on inside your head and understanding the, the chemicals um, like oxytocin, uh, dopamine. Uh, serotonin and endorphins. Those are the main um, four that we really need to look at because endorphins is the exercise drug, right? So we exercise, we get re endorphin releases. And so what we do with Warriors Next Adventure, those three pillars that I told you about camaraderie, sense of purpose and adventure. What we do is we give veterans a sense of purpose. We give them a mission and we give them a camaraderie aspect all in the same time. So while we're climbing mountains, we're actually getting them to start talking about their suicide attempts, their traumas, um, the people who they saw die overseas and, you know, all the times where they for, were at the lowest in their life while we're doing a new activity. And so there's a saying that the neurons that fire together, wire together. What we do is we get veterans talking about these terrible times while we're doing something fun and adventurous. At the same time, we have inappropriate jokes getting thrown in left and right because, you know, when you joke around, when you're trying to teach somebody, they stay more engaged, right? So, a lot of that has to do with uh, with dopamine and serotonin, right? So when you're actually in the act of completing a task, you get dopamine releases. There's a lot of people that think that you get the dopamine release after you check that box off and they don't realize they're getting it the whole time. So they get a little disappointed towards the end because they're thinking they're going to get more, even though they didn't realize the whole time they were getting that dopamine hit. On top of that, you have serotonin hits, right? So you can get that from multiple different activities instead of going straight to drugs and alcohol. And so we push sobriety on as many people as we can. Now, if you want to go have a beer, it's it's not a bad thing to have a beer or two if you have control of yourself. Um, but we we push sobriety and actually trying to stay conscious and actually seeing what's going on. We teach mindfulness meditation. Um, I teach veterans how to actually understand you know, what's going on around them, but also learning how to take accountability without feeling the shame. There's a lot of people that don't like to be held accountable because they instantly feel shame and they connect that to be something bad, right? I've done a lot of bad things in my life that I regret, but I do not have shame attached to that because I've accepted the fact that it happened. It's over with. There's nothing I can do about it, but all I can do is improve and actually create a better future. So, Real quick, we have these six principles that we use in Warriors Next Adventure that I came up with to help myself. I had a veteran friend who was struggling in 2018. This was before Warriors Next Adventure even was a thought. Uh, he was struggling, so I took him on a hike to a waterfall. And I had been studying epigenetics. I had been studying neuroscience, neurolinguistic programming, all of these things just to figure myself out. And I said, screw it. I'm going to try it on this guy. So I took him out on a hike without telling him what I was doing. Um, and I gave him my six principles, which are you have to look at who you surround yourself with. You have to look at what you have, not just physical items, but abilities and uh, and talents. Right. So a lot of my main ability is problem solving, which is why Warriors Next Adventure took off like it did is because I saw the problem and I knew the science behind the fix of it. On top of that, I'm kind of a goofball. So it's easy for people to get a hold or like to talk to me. And uh, I just have a way of getting people to actually talk to me. Plus, with 16 years in law enforcement and being a crisis intervention specialist and being trained by the FBI in hostage negotiation training, I'm very good at doing what I need to do to get people to start doing what I want them to do to get a better result. And so I take all of the science, the goofiness of the military, the inappropriateness of the military, and I take it all and I jumble it all up into one thing. On top of that, I'm an adventure athlete, but I take veterans with me everywhere we go. We do mountain climbing. We just had our first race of the season. We have five dirt track race cars. 
Um, we have a wolf sanctuary. We get to go play with wolves and we get veterans involved in jujitsu. So everything that we do is surrounded behind mental health. All of the adventure stuff we do. Yeah, it's fun. It's great. But there's a purpose behind it because these guys don't even realize they're being counseled without even knowing it. They think they're just hanging out at the races. Next thing you know, they're telling us about a depressing time with them and their dad and they don't understand it. And the first time that I tell them, hey, I'm proud of you. It triggers something inside of them because all men ever want as child as children is to be accepted by their fathers. We need that approval by our fathers. It's the same as women, but I'm a man, so it's easier for me to speak about men. Um, the, the majority of veterans that I work with that I start to see actually starting to improve and I tell them, hey, I'm proud of you. I watch a trigger flip inside their brains. And next thing you know, I see that that was likely one of the bigger issues is a connection to childhood. A lot of traumas in the military is actually from childhood. It's just brought out by the trauma of war. And so what we do is we essentially help veterans look at their past, which is the third principle. You need to accept your past. And one of the ways to do that is to discover what is happening with you, what happened in your past, and why there is a connection to how you're feeling right now. And in order to, to look forward to a positive future, which is the fourth principle, you need to accept your past. So we help people build a better future by teaching them how to manifest a proper future. On top of that, I have a sole proprietorship. I don't charge veterans. I, I'm a shitty business person because I've never made money off of it. Um, but I've started 12 nonprofits, six corporations, and two LLCs for veterans, and I've never charged them a dime. They pay the registration fee. I'm not paying that for them. Um, <laughs> and then I just do whatever I can to actually push them. I'm the biggest cheerleader a veteran's going to have because not only am I going to push them to improve their mental health, I'm going to push them to live their dreams. I quit my job with the Minnesota State Patrol last year because I decided that I was going to go out and I was going to live my life. I'm not supposed to be here. Um, the fact that I'm still alive is an absolute fluke. Um, and I think it's because I still had a purpose on this planet and it's up to me. It's up to you guys. It's up to everybody individually to determine what their purpose is in life. And I found my purpose and now I'm finally living it and I'm the happiest man in the world. On top of that, we run a 24 seven suicide hotline. And last week we actually had our 101st um, suicide call. I answer all the phone calls and 101 of them are still alive. So I'm extremely proud of that number. Um, so in a nutshell, that's kind of what Warriors Next Adventure is all about. I love it. That's a large nut, and that's okay. And I greatly appreciate you not trying to tackle the women's perspective of any other conversation. Um, you would have failed miserably, and then I don't know what I would have done for any of your personal self and stuff like that. So yeah. thank you. No, um, and this is amazing because that is a I don't think you touch a step. And, I, and I'm not going to steal your stuff. We do, You're good. We, we do like stuff. And it's it's worded differently, but it's exact. We build relationships. That's your commodity. We believe yeah. in being boots on the ground, creating a relationship and engaging. And we do a recalibration. We want to put events, put new flavors, new ideas, new thoughts into the brain that counter-react with what the other stuff was. And we don't have the activity. That and that's there's our truth. And... Uh, Normally we wait <laughs> to do a host show to have or talk about collaboration, but I really just want us to start getting together and doing more stuff together. And I yeah. think we can lighten load for you with kind of the, some of the stuff we do, and I think you could lighten load for us, and I think you can serve more veterans, to be honest with you. And first yeah, responders. And, absolutely. And Consider me a resource, especially with the crisis intervention. If you have any veterans that are on the brink of suicide, send them to me. That's my specialty. Well, and so this is a, we celebrate this, and I like your last name because we pride ourselves, and I'm knocking on a wood table right now as well. <laughs> we have not lost one person in the WP3 or the People's Patriot Project Network since we started. Yep. It scares me to death to make that statement because we did have a firefighter out east in, I'll, I'll leave it at that, out east who was in our network, is helping people. He's actually engaged with helping other people, and he did an attempt about six weeks ago and is now rechanged, reevaluated, and, and he's like, Mark, you know, I'm, I bet. And that reminds me back to your piece where – you said you had to go through it with the young lady, and then that validated the steps that you took. And this was the same thing that this firefighter said. I had to validate why I'm here. 
You mm-hmm. called a fluke, and I've heard you say that a couple times. But you say things for other people differently. Like, no, you're here for a reason. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna extinguish your own little statement. It's a fluke because it's not a fluke. You're here for a reason. Bro. No, I, I understand that. And when I say it's a fluke, it's just the yeah. fact that I've, I've loaded well over five thousand rounds of my own ammo, and I've had one malfunction. That's, sure. that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's the exact reason why there's a reason why you're here. Um, we don't talk about the, I mean, if it, if it comes into the conversation, we allow it to happen, but higher powers take precedence, and that's that's the truth. Um, whatever that higher power was, and, you know, I, I have my version, everyone else has their version, but uh, it is, and we told Nick before we got on here, we don't talk about religion, we don't talk about politics, and, and that steps into that place, because that's, it's weird to think that there's actually something that has more control over our lives than, than we do ourselves. And sure. so, yeah, I mean, um, I tell people all the time that I, I, I'm not the one that created Warriors Next Adventure. It just happened, right? Sometimes ideas are just implanted in my head, and I just take it, and I run with it. The thing that I'm really good at is I'm, I have a great imagination, right? All I need is an idea, and next thing you know, there we go. You know? Right. Gibson's got the same story. I think this is a great time. So we had Sugar Ray. Sugar, I did it again. Uh, <laughs> Sugar Rose. We'll get Sugar Rose. Ray someday. We just got to make that work. But we have yeah. Sugar Rose. We do have Sugar oh, Rose. Uh, she came on a couple of weeks ago, and I totally flopped one of her songs because I didn't preview it. And it was her <laughs> It was her hype reel, and I played her hype reel, and it was in closing, and but we did play it last weekend, and it went over amazingly. Uh, Sugar Rose, not Sugar Ray, Sugar Rose. Why don't you give us a little preview or a pre-statement for your uh, for your song? Um, for Battle Scar. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. First of all, I I just want to say, Jeff, to you, your your story is incredible. Um, you just like I'm sitting here trying not to cry. Just listen to everything you said because it was incredible and. You know, I just I wanted to touch on one thing really quick before before we do that, if that's okay. Um, you're definitely here for a reason and a bigger purpose. You know, we we all grow through what we go through, right? So a lot of times we have to go through the heavy, we have to go through the storm, and and that really tough, incredibly worst time of our lives to kind of sometimes find who we are and what we're meant to do. And and the fact that you went through everything the way you went through it and the fact that you were able to relate with that woman on the bridge at that moment because you went through that exact same thing is incredible and it's brought you to your mission and your reason for being here and everybody is somebody's somebody and you were her somebody that night and that's just an incredible thing and i think what you're doing is wonderful i just wanted to tell you that thank (laughs) you um, i appreciate that absolutely absolutely it's just it's definitely impacts me for sure it's um so i wrote a song called battle scar and i just kind of felt led to write it uh one of them being the fact that you know i'm a huge um advocate for ptsd and it used to be uh being an advocate for ptsd making people aware right bringing awareness spreading awareness i was i was an army wife to a veteran for a long time i was a family readiness leader for the national guard long story short so um, it was something that now it's it's not about being aware anymore and, and getting involved with the People's Patriot Project has been incredible because it's a movement now. People are all aware. And so now we are moving forward. We're taking steps. We're standing up. And people like yourself that are doing what you're doing are changing lives. And I think that's just beautiful. And it's absolutely incredible. So Battle Scar was written um, as a PTSD awareness song, um, but it was also written... Honestly, it was a song that I wrote because of so many things that I've seen th- seen men go through. Okay, like you said, men are trained to be tough. They're trained to be, you know, have their dad's approval. They're trained to do everything right as a kid. And and from a young age, when you're beat down and you're beat down and you're beat down and you're not good enough and you're not appreciated enough and you're just, you know, that does. It builds up over time and it follows you through the rest of your life. And so... One of the things for me that became a huge part of my life was the fact that, um, you know, seeing how men are treated, a lot of men are not treated, they're not appreciated, they're not valued, they're not treated like they deserve, whether they're coming home from deployment 
or whether they're they've been home for five years, you know, and people don't understand what they're going through. So instead they get just upset at them. They get, you know, they want to give up on them because instead of them talking and opening up, they just beat them up. And so I wrote this song called Battle Scar, essentially meaning don't be his battle scar anymore. Listen to him, find out what's going on, find out what he's going through. So yeah, <laughs> long story short. So take a listen to this. We got Rose with Battle Scars. Midnight hour strikes his cold Routine again once more Puts his pants on one leg at a time Walks to the door with no goodbye Works all the time, he's tired and torn Dreads going home to her tone wrong when you know he's right go easy on him this time he'll always be tough as nails love him keep him strong be the drug Like hell, he'll deny Fights for your love and slowly dies Fall apart, there it lies What's he falling for? Does he know anymore? What's he fighting for? self-indulgent during that song and it's not my song it's Sharon Rose's song um, we've got one of the most kick-ass organizations in this country and one of the greatest networks out there and I, I will I'm gonna put it out there I'm gonna say it and I'm gonna live it and I'm gonna keep pushing forward and dreaming it having Nick here having Jeff here Jess Andrea Sugar Rose uh, Brian Gibson all the people that came on tonight it doesn't 
we're getting it done. I, I can't tell you about the Holy Ghost Bones right now. Oh my gosh, it's just amazing. Um, that song is, is driving something in my heart right now, and it is battling these battle scars that you don't, you don't, brothers and sisters, you don't need to battle. And if you want to lighten the load, reach out. Reach out to Nick. Reach out to Jeff. Reach out to me, Andrea, Jess, Sugar Rose. We have the network that can help carry you across whatever line it is. And you know what? We always talk about how there's no finish line here because there's not a finish line. This this is a life adventure that's going to go until hopefully, naturally, it's just done and over with. But we want to go. We want to be on that adventure with you. That's the truth. And I know that just this is an amazing conversation. I. I love everything that has been happening and the people that have come into our lives. And um, Jeremy's, <laughs> the storm riders that are out there, thank you all for being there. Um, Jeff, what's next for you, brother? Jeff, hey Jeff what you, what's next for you? Yeah, what do you got coming up? <laughs> what size? <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, just bring me some Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> That's what's up for that Jeff next. Rocky Mountain Noises. Rocky Mountain. All right. Nick, what's next for you, brother? Well, we actually just started the uh, dirt track racing season. And um, next week, I'm actually going to be on Lake Superior uh, rowing a boat. Uh, me and three other Air Force veterans are going to be the first all Air Force team to row a boat across the ocean um, in the Atlantic, the Talisker Whiskey Atlantic Challenge starting December 12th. And uh, if we finish in 49 days, which would be January 31st, we'd be actually world record holders for the fastest American team. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's just a bunch of overachievers. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> What's the Air Force? We got to do it properly. You know what I'm saying? Yes, indeed. Yes, we do. <laughs> sorry. Uh, so I can hear you guys better. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're saying I can hear you guys better now? So, um, no, you can. Okay. I, I, I'm assuming that Mark was asking what's next. Um, I thought he was at one time asking what size. And then, <laughs> then I, what the hell? But I got a lot of things in the works that um, I think would be very beneficial to to um, get WP3 out there and uh, you know help help get our, our our what you know our causes out there um help grow what we're trying to do um a couple of things that i don't really want to talk about right now because i got a lot of things i got to work out but um some big plans that uh i think it's gonna be awesome can i say something real quick uh jeff dude you killed it with that hockey tournament i am so sorry we had to cancel that thing jeff i do it's it's all jeff good. did so much hard work for our nonprofit. we were getting ready to do a hockey tournament for memorial weekend every single team canceled on us because they're going to be oh. out of town so jeff bent over backwards got us amazing sponsors and unfortunately we had to cancel it but uh, jeff i just want to say thank you man you uh you bent over backwards for us, dude, and I, I can't appreciate it enough. I can't say thank you enough. So thank you. I appreciate that, Nick. And that's you know, that's we gotta we gotta support each other, man. That's we'll do something again. That's uh hey, I was gonna ask Nick, are you documenting all of that adventure? Yeah, so I'm actually um last year we drove around the country for 45 days in a short bus filming a documentary called PTSD versus Jiu Jitsu. Um, hopefully that's going to be coming out within the next year. Uh, it's a lot of work, but I'm getting there. I'm actually making a documentary about the tour as well. And then, uh, I'm also hoping to finish my first book, uh, by November before I leave. It's called uh, warrior's path to inner peace. It's utilizing my six principles to teach people how to actually calm that inner warrior and learn how to actually be a warrior in a garden. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Awesome. We do have a lot of uh, warrior garden people out there. As well, if you ever need extras and backups, let us know. We've hell yeah. Well, and you maybe have come across them. I forget that we got your name from someone in Tennessee, so maybe <laughs> maybe you already know some of those people. But um, no, that's very cool. I and we can maybe stream it through if you share it with us. Well, we can send it out through our stuff too, and then I don't know. It'd just be something cool. I think people would want to 
want to be in touch with. So yeah, well, either way, I think we all should actually get together in person uh, when you get back from Wyoming. Mark, oh, he's gonna be there Wednesday night. If you can come Wednesday night, we can talk a lot at the. Horse I, I can't promise it, but I'll do everything I can. <laughs> no, otherwise we got plenty of other plenty of other cool stuff too. Um, I do need to remind everybody to do their their body checks. Reach out, check with someone. Um, every week I try to make a list of a new six. That's kind of my thing. Just, you know, we got your six reminds me, um, to reach out to those. And, and Mark always reminds us, um, sometimes put the strongest ones, you know, or those who seem the strongest at the top of your list, make sure they're doing all right. Um, so reach out, do your buddy checks, make sure everyone's doing well. And remember, the People's Patriot Project is an opportunity to serve. We have, so you you can see Jess. Jess is here. Um, we got Jeff joining us and we have Sugar Rose now. And, and thanks for being with us tonight, Nick. Um, I am one of those who didn't serve, who's always had that strong support. Um, truth, love, awe, call it what you want, passion for supporting those who have served. And, and even though I've had a lot of family members that have served, it wasn't my path. My path is to be here to support those who have served. Um, and so that is what it is for me. Joining the People's Patriot Project gave me the opportunity to reach out even farther. You know, it's not just my community. It's become a national reach. And so if you um, served and are looking for a spot to belong, if you maybe you're not even done serving, um, we do have a couple of people uh, on deployment right now who um, have wanted to be part of what we do as well. Um, reach out. We can always use more people. Trust me on that one. We can always use more people. If you're another organization that does a similar mission or has something um, even a lot different that you'd like to share, let us know. Um, we're here to support you. Um, gosh, dang it. If we could just get our reach so that we could all actually touch hands, that would be amazing. Um, Cause I think there's enough of us out there. So in closing, let me say thank you. And keep that fire lit. Peterson, you're dying. What do you want to say? Nothing? I'm good. I gave you the note. I said, take care of this. I want to. Okay. So Peterson wants to play. Um, we have an amazing song. And actually, I should plug really quick before I forget. Um, August 13th is the date that Peterson was referring to earlier. It's called Ride to Remember. Right, right. To remember, uh, Rachel is heading this up, and uh, we joined. Um, right to remember, we're bringing some music in. That was what Mark was talking about earlier with Shannon, his drummer Dave, and then JT, um, and the Gunslingers will be there. We're bringing all those guys out, and uh, it, it kickstands up at eleven. So there will be a present a sign in a presentation. Kickstands up at eleven. Family stuff, games, kids stuff. Um, for those who don't ride. Um, and then I think five o'clock is the dinner, five, six o'clock is the end of the ride, the dinner, the music starts and it'll be a super great time. Um, that's that thing. That's not in your notes, Peterson. I added that. Thank you. Thank you for remaining silent while I talk. Um, we're going to close tonight with Shannon books. You're not alone. Thank you, Shannon. Peace out. He sits on his bed with his gun in his hand He thinks his life is over, he can't understand A bottle of whiskey and some pills in the drawer He doesn't want to hurt himself or hurt anymore Why must it be this way? Just think it all over and listen to the words I say You are not alone There are so many people who fight with their demons each day
the clothes that fall loose on the floor She finds a crumpled letter just behind the door Begins to read it with tears in her eyes A horrible feeling takes over inside Says, honey, can I talk to Now he understands.